Asylum on the 5th of November. Remember, remember the 5th of November. And uh, so we're going to open up the phone lines 512-248-8252. That's 512-248-8252. 512-248-8252. We can talk about whatever you would like. And uh, we don't have any calls just yet. So let's play another clip. Uh, Paul, you had mentioned um, the the uh, uh, the National Vanguard one. Let's see which one is that. Oh, here we go. Uh, Sam, could you queue up number twelve? It's it's the, the audio reading of the article. Um, the the this is a great insight from uh, the brilliant uh, Kevin Alfred Strom over at National Vanguard, and this is this is compelling. So listen to this. Number 12, please. It's the one where you play the audio reading of the article. Welcome to American Dissident Voices. I'm Kevin Alfred Strom. There is one good outcome of the Jews' current murder campaign against anything that moves in Gaza. It has exposed the Jewish power structure for what it is. And millions of people, even Americans, are re-evaluating their view of Jewish power and the Jewish state. A young American entrepreneur, Charles Johnson, co-creator of the Clearview social media facial recognition spying tool he sold to both governments and private interests, recently found out that having a Jewish financial partner and an Asian tech partner couldn't protect him from Jewish-Israeli legal and extra-legal retaliation when he questioned the wisdom of Israel's current killing campaign. Not even supporting Jewish causes for years, publicly lionizing his beloved Jewish teachers and professors, telling the world how he'd even been part 
of helping Israeli and Israeli-allied U.S. intelligence and law enforcement operations wasn't enough to protect him. Having immediate family members and even himself romantically entangled with Jews wasn't enough. Once, when he was nurturing his business early on, struggling financially and barely had enough money to keep his apartment, he had a Jewish donor suddenly put $280,000 in his bank account overnight as payment for conducting his business in such a way as to benefit the Jewish power elite. After saying yes for years... When he finally said no to the Jewish power structure, when they asked him to endorse the latest war, they have been relentless in their attacks, causing him to respond by spilling much of what he knows about their hidden operations. Well, there you go. Spilling, spilling what he knows. And that, that article's great. It could go on a lot longer. But Paul, your thoughts and then Zach. Oh, sorry, they had to unmute. Yeah, it's it's much longer. I encourage everybody to go on a regular basis to National Vanguard and to uh, take in, of course, the uh, normally quite uh, well put together, very well narrated, and in many cases, uh, brilliant compositions that Kevin Alfred Strom does on American dissonant, dissonant voices. But yeah, later on in that clip, he, he plays uh, an interview with somebody who uh, says that, you know, uh, one of these social media influencers, apparently on TikTok. It's funny, just that be you and I, a different generation, right? What the yeah. heck is a social media influencer? But <laughs> <laughs> right, right. They, they do exist, apparently, and they've been offered money. They've been given cash to say, hey, you know what? It's not so bad over there. Uh, you know, the uh, the Palestinians are sometimes terrorists and you know, Israel has to defend itself. I mean, they're giving them like five grand, eight grand, things like that. It just it boggles the mind. It truly does. Zach, you're a, you're a young social media influencer, so uh, tell us what it's all about and your thoughts on that insightful beginning of the article by Kevin Al- Alfred Strom. Uh, yeah, you know, especially in regards to looking at uh, the way they, they pawn off um, these quote-unquote influencers, uh, it's much like they do with musicians or uh, big actors in Hollywood. We, we saw this with um, the, the COVID agenda, right? They, they were paying these, uh, again, influencers to promote this vaccine to an audience that is uh, young and susceptible, and they look up to these people. Um, so they'll do anything that these people say because they, they think uh, that, you know, they, they put them on a pedestal. Um, that's the kind of societal paradigm we live in today. It's, it's a very sick method of, of deception and, and manipulation. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have right. any um, specific comments on the article, but uh, I did enjoy it. I'm, I'm, I'm right. glad. I'm glad though. I'm glad you mentioned what you just did, though, Zach, about these people that were used to promote the vaccines. Giuseppe, I think you would concur with me that on day one of my imaginary administration, the heads would come off of all these sports athletes and these actors and actresses and musicians that pimp the vaccine, and they would watch each other go one right after the other till it was their turn. That's how angry I am about the vaccine agenda. I'm right there with you, brother. Uh, absolutely. All right. The phone lines are open, as I said, 
248-8252. We've got a couple calls. The first one is Hans from New Jersey. Welcome, Hans. What's on your mind? Yeah, I, I call last week. I make big mistake. I, I accuse Harry Vox of being an imposter. I, I go bid shoot. I see his videos. Handsome truth is the imposter. Now, I hear this, this about top surgery and and this uh and now put pieces together who disappear from public life handsome truth is steel and malvaney <laughs> yeah okay good one uh kind of wacky uh is that it anything else all right uh, i guess no uh, handsome truth he is a rapper. He is a homosexual. Harry Vox was completely correct. I make mistake accusing Harry Vox. That is all. Okay, can I can I ask the caller something, Giuseppe? Go ahead. Jump in. Yeah. Uh, Hans, uh, which synagogue are you a member of in your local area? Could you please tell <laughs> us, tell the audience? It is the uh, one on the hill with the gold dome. It's all gold on the top of this thing. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right. Okay, Thanks, Hans. Uh, some humor. That's cool. Uh, all right. So uh, that, of course, referring to the last two weeks of the the in- intense um, back and forth between Harry the Vox uh uh, Stucky and John Menadio, known as Handsome Truth. All right, let's move on. We've got uh, Catherine in Virginia. Welcome, Catherine. What's on your mind? Hi, Giuseppe. Um, I just turned it on. I didn't know you were on this late at night. But then uh-huh. I looked at the It felt like it was midnight, but then I looked at the clock, and it was only like 9-something. Oh, yeah, the time um, change nonsense, right? Yeah. Um, that guy was probably Harry Voss. And it sounded like probably, yeah, right. It sounded like he was saying his name was Hans, and I think he started out with a German accent, but then it came out like a Russian or Eastern European or accent. Jewish, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, Harry Vox, Paul Stucky, um, he always looked familiar to me, and then I saw he lived on Long Island, uh, two different places in like Babylon or something. I wonder if I ever met him. Um, but yeah, Harry, I mean, um, John Mendeo. Is that how you say his last name? Menadio. 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 Okay. Um, he went to jail for 30 days. And um, I mean, I, usually the uh, Jews don't put their own in jail. Yeah, they might kill them if point. they step yeah. out of line, but they usually don't put their own in jail. So all those people who were saying, um, you know, they that uh, John Handsome Truth was a fraud, you know, just really, really think about it and uh, prayers out to uh, John. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Catherine, I mean, just a- go ahead, Paul. Yeah, I was going to say just a quick interjection. So I understand your sentiment of why you say they don't put their own in jail, but it's important to remember they're not omnipotent. I've been making this point for years. I really do believe it's what so many people have described, including the National Socialists back in the day, that you know they really are a bunch of bluff and blather, and 
you know, a mm-hmm. couple of good solid kicks will bring the whole foundation down. And, you know, if you, we look at, you know, uh, what's his name, Jonathan Pollock being in jail. And, of course, uh, you know, Bernie Madoff went to jail. A lot of Jews, Michael Milken, a lot of them have gone to jail. So, that, exactly. So there's sometimes they cannot avoid their own criminal activities and the consequences thereof. So for whatever Very that's good worth. Point. Yeah, sometimes one forgets these things, you know, and sometimes it seems all really dark. And um, but I just hope John, you know, is doing okay. And um, you know, please, those good-hearted people, please pray for him. Um, but well, I the, let me interject for a second. The Great Flood uh, put in in the Odyssey chat. Let me scroll up. I well, actually, I. I I block copied it. Let me go to that. If you go to HTTPS colon front slash front slash jail visit dot PBSO dot org front slash app, you can actually send a message to Handsome Truth. So I'll. Yeah. Uh huh. Listen, I sent you an email and I suspect you didn't get it. But I asked you, like, because I know you used to go with video. Do you still do that on the Turning the Tide? I couldn't find your site. Oh, oh. Uh, my wife was doing an upgrade several months ago, and uh, uh-huh. she blew up all our sites. And uh, then we oh. had uh, our oldest husky was dying, so she didn't have time yeah, to fix I it. Yeah, I heard about that. I'm so sorry, Giuseppe. Oh, thank you. And um, so it's there, but... I haven't. I just had to do thirty hours this last month of uh, continuing education, professional development credits to keep my acupuncture certification nationally, so I can be licensed uh-huh. in any state. And I just got done with that. And I'm going to put the website up probably again in the next week or so. So it'll be there, okay, and then no, you can watch no the thing. I just had real life got in the way up until then. So I want to mention something else, but before I do, the people on with you are Paul. I'm not sure. Is that he a caller? Paul and Zach. Paul. Paul and Zach. Who, who, who are those two guys? I, well, I Paul, Paul used to be known as Paul from California, the legendary right. favorite caller of Jim Fetzer, and now he's Northern Nevada Paul. He rebranded because he's going in bold new directions. And so, uh-huh. uh, and, and Zach is uh, Logo Serville. He's a young, brilliant guy who uh, is trying to wake up his fellow young folks to uh, save the the white race for future generations. So uh, both just high-level thinkers, and it's, they're both new co-hosts on Sunday night. So Paul left California um, and moved to Nevada. So um, just a couple of things. Um, oh, no, my brain went on. Went, um, oh, yeah, I was going to say about E. Michael Jones. You played a, a bit of a clip from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Um, I don't know if you included this part, but what he was saying on it is, you know, they're trying to get these Holocaust hate speech laws where you could go to jail in America. Right. Yeah. And um, so, like, the guy, you know, all those things that were proven, the shrunken heads, the ashtrays, that all those things, that the, the human soap. All those things that were proven, even the numbers, even they keep saying six million when right. they had to lower the number, you know, like from four million to one million to uh, you know dollar ninety eight or you know whatever they keep lowering right. the numbers. So 
you know, even like the official story has so many holes, you know, it's like Swiss cheese. Um, so if they get their way and they get these laws, well, they already have the Noahide laws, but... Um, well, you know, Catherine, yeah, I'd like to interject here, and then we'll get Paul and Zach's thoughts, but they're not going to get their way. They're, the, the America, as much as you've got this Jewish malignant overlay on this current uh, uh, country, a vast majority of the citizens understand what's in the Constitution, what's in the Bill of Rights, and no goddamn kike is going to take my free speech away. And that's just, that's that's non-negotiable. Non-negotiable, yeah. Jew. You're not going to do it. So, Paul, your thoughts, and then Zach. Well, I sort of enjoyed uh, the $1.98 comment that you made. <laughs> yeah, right. Catherine, that was pretty good. Um, you know, here's the thing, and I keep I get tired of saying this, but you know, this so-called free speech is the least of our worries, and you know, nobody's going around making a living from denying the Holocaust. It doesn't really affect uh, our lives, uh, you know. So it's just it's more it's what I call um, it's a flexing of of uh, you know perceived threat and perceived power. But in the end, I'm going to stand by my comment that I made, which Harry Vox took issue with when I said that nothing's going to stop what's coming. And, you know, he said, well, what do you think's coming, Paul? And then he went off into some segue about we got to get some people elected to office and we have to create our own uh, communities where we don't cooperate with the system and all these other recipes for perhaps uh, momentary individual preservation, but not a solution to the problem. And I will agree uh, with the, the take from the guy from El Salvador that, of course, our problems are internal. But we do also have external. These these things have their root in essentially English and European Jewish banking establishments. Um, they have yeah. been manipulating the world for the better part of 200 years, right. and they're behind all the wars. So we have both internal and external uh, issues. And, of course, I think that we should take care of the internal ones first. Well stated. You know, Zach, any thoughts? Oh, hold on, Catherine. Hold on a second. Zach, do you have any thoughts? Uh, no, I'll let her go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead, Catherine. Well, I was just going to say, speaking of wars, I was listening to um, the guy who does the reverse speech on Jeff Friend. Um, oh, John Oates. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, is that his first name, John, or is it something else? But it's definitely Oates. But John David two, Oates or David John yeah, Oates. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, I was thinking of David. Okay. So, uh so two, you know, the ones that come up first, there was all these reversals about something happening in December. Really? Mm. So, yeah, let's just put out the good vibrations that, you know, put out prayers for peace and and because uh, the Jews have brought us into a lot of wars, a lot, heaps, heaps and heaps of Corpses. That's a great way to end the call, Catherine. We've got other callers backing up. Thank you for calling right, in. And you have yourself a great week. And, um, uh, Zach, any thoughts now that we're in between callers? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, do, uh, I do agree with, with Paul's uh, take on you know, this, is, uh, this is coming either way. You know, we, uh, we have to study the, the history of how these Jews have taken over countries time yeah. and time again. That what they did to the Soviet Union, or what they did to Russia, creating the Soviet Union, right. was um, was the exact same process. You know, they're they're going to implement these laws whether you like it or not, whether we do something or not. Um, maybe us doing something is accelerating the process of them doing that, but they're going to do it e- either way. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe if we accelerate it, we're uh, 
We're actually just getting the, the process done quicker. Well, I think the difference, though, is, you know, back when they were able to subvert Russia into the Soviet Union, they, there was no means of mass communication. Uh, but now there is, you know, there's there's phones, there's there's uh, the Internet. And there's a lot of people who who have grown up their entire lives believing in the Constitution, believing in the, the, the first 10 amendments. And uh, they're, they're not going to. They're not going to let a bunch of whiny, lying Jews uh, say, oh, you can't question Jews anymore or you can't speak ill of the Jew. You know, screw you. Of course we can. It's free speech. And and the famous phrase, uh, truth is hate to those who hate the truth, this whole ridiculous uh, hate speech nonsense. So, uh, uh, I mean, I just, I you know, they're going to try. They're trying right now. And uh, but I just I, I can't see. Well, may you know, I, on the other hand, a lot of Americans are incredibly stupid. So maybe you're right. I don't know. But, but you know what? Here's the thing. Uh, just to jump in on this. So, uh, yeah, not, this is not entirely academic. But the one thing that Russians, uh, the Russian, the Russian, uh, shall we say, uh, nation or government or whatever lacked back then that we have now in this country is lots of rednecks that may not know that much, but they got plenty of ammo. And that's, <laughs> right. that's, that's the one big difference between what they were able to pull off in the so-called Soviet Union or the Russian Revolution versus today. So I'll take my, uh, you know, my average, say, 100 or 102 IQ American uh, country boy who has weapons and ammo, and uh, I've known a few of these people, and they're not on our level. They don't have the level of, of, of Jew awareness and the level of understanding of history that we all do and that many of our callers do but what they do have okay is a dislike for in general this authority and then also for what's going on in this country and one person is good as another to blame in their eyes and if anybody gets in their way uh believe me i've known a few of these people well one of one of uh the great jim fetzer's uh regular taglines is that uh, the reason that uh, the Japanese did not want to invade America during World War II after they uh, did the Pearl Harbor bombing is because literally even then the uh, Japanese uh, generals said there'd be an American behind every tree, behind every garage waiting to pick off a soldier. And the same is true now, you know, that uh, child raping clown Biden talks about, well, don't really talk to me unless you have an F-15 because I have F-15s, it's like, you know what, doesn't matter, man, you know, uh, 50 caliber, and I had patients back in Milwaukee who they were, they were the real deal, they had 50 calibers mounted on their pickups in, in their barn, and they, you know, so that that could easily take out an F- F-15, so, uh, you know, I think you're right, Paul, I think that, uh, and that's what's so peculiar, and let's get Zach to weigh in, it's like every time the uh, Bolshevik 2.0 globalist traders, formerly known as the Democratic Party, would do a false flag or a hybrid false flag and claim that a bunch of uh, innocents were murdered. And, uh, you know, it only leads to increased gun sales and increased ammunition sales. So I really don't get the logic of all that. So uh, what do both you guys think? Let's start with Zach this time. Yeah, you know, um, it, it certainly is. We, we see a, a massive increase in gun sales. So as the as the distrust in the government goes up, the uh, the stocking up on supplies to defend themselves against it does as well. Mm-hmm. And I do think that we have 
just in general a, a active militia in this nation that is um unfortunately i think the problem is they're they're specifically uh they partake only in in defensive measures rather than offensive measures uh so they they're actually waiting until the government kicks their door down before doing something about it rather than doing something about it prior to them kicking our doors down um uh yeah, great point. They should be far more proactive. I know there's a, a fella uh, named Nick Donnan who always calls into Dave Gahari's uh, uh, show and talks about he really is all about uh, active state militias, and, and I think you're right. I'll, on the other hand, though, there was a young fella in Alaska who um, – uh, um, Logan Schaefer, I believe is his name, who had really put together – uh, 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 an effective militia. He was young, charismatic uh, leader, and uh, they've got him in a in a high level uh, max security max prison now. And he he really did nothing wrong other than he started to put together militia. I mean, the level of evil in this uh, in this uh, government is 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 not to be believed. But uh, you know, there's they they talk about truth and democracy and all this stuff, and it's the exact it's nothing but evil running this country. So your guys' thoughts. Those those were all good points. I think everybody has made uh, you know solid. Uh, how should we say supporting arguments about uh, this topic? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. Let's move on to the next caller, Ken, in Texas. Welcome, Ken. What's on your mind? That clip you were talking about about the canal going up into the uh, you know the Bangorian Canal is that uh, mm-hmm. I, I saw I watched like half of that that woman that we've given it. I'll go back and watch it all. But um, is that legit? I mean, that's the first I've ever heard of this. Well, I, I don't know exactly other than in the last week to 10 days that's popped up in four or five different uh, uh, feeds of, of information I follow talking about the same thing from various uh, various perspectives. So I, I, I it could be. I can't say definitively, but yeah. it, it's... You know, it makes sense think, because, uh, you know, you were mentioning the uh, offshore uh, oil. It's not oil. There's one trillion uh, cubic feet. I think they measure natural gas in cubic feet. Six miles off the coast of, of uh, you know, Gaza there. And they, right. they, they, the lease runs out next year, 24. So, it's, you know, it, it's all adding up because, you know, they cut out the Egyptians. You know, and then they got all that gas. They'll just move it right through their canal, right onto the, you know, out to the, <laughs> the right. other side of the world. There. Uh, well, I, I think it's. It... I was going to say it's it's always a safe bet to assume that there's going to be uh, Jewish fingers waiting to get their hands on a on a money stream, a revenue stream, which typically they're not responsible for creating, and then they're going to do any actual work. Uh, but I think it's just going to be part of this equation. I think there's a lot more at play going on in Gaza. And, of course, I, I do believe, even though I'm not into the old, you know, biblical prophecy kind of a thing, I really do think that the leadership of the of the, of the the Jewish world, as much as Giuseppe likes to call them psychopaths, they're, they're cunning as fox psychopaths, and they use, you know, every bit of, uh, shall we say, subterfuge and propaganda, and who knows, maybe their own, you know, so-called scripture— to implement, you know, their real plans in the real world. And we're all basically spectators because of it. 
So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think a lot of that scripture is just a psyop, but uh, that's my own personal opinion. But uh, to, to to El Salvador, um, you know that that president down there, you know, what was was it MS thirteen? It was down there. He caged up forty thousand of them criminals, and now there's uh, no crime. And uh, the, the Biden administration sanctioned uh, personally uh, government officials down there for for locking these guys up. You know, for I guess for taking away their army that they're going to bring up here, or or use to terrorize the people down there. But they sanctioned uh, the president and 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 a bunch of his uh, his associates down there and, and his ministers or whatever they are down there um, personally. I mean, sanction them like like they did something wrong by locking these animals up. So evidently, you know, they were American animals that they locked up. Or Jewish-controlled Zionist animals, you know, their army that they were going to unleash on it. Maybe they're the nihilists they're going to bring up here and uh, let loose in Texas here where I live. This is uh well, Ken. I hope they, I mean, they, they bring you, them up here. I hope they go after the you know the rapture, the, you know the, the the rapture idiots. You know, go after them Zionist yeah. churches. I mean, I like they got to yeah. go too. I mean, there's no reform oh, no, no. these people. I talked to them. They they got to be wiped off the planet too. Oh, yeah, uh, I, I, I moved to Texas. I didn't realize it was this bad down here with these uh, Israeli churches. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, the, there's no greater moron than the moron known as the uh, evangelical Zionist fundamentalist Christian, without a doubt. All right, well, stay tuned. We'll take more calls. Thank you, Ken, after these important messages. tuned in to the republic broadcasting network visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org my name is john i'm the founder of blackout coffee and i started uh, blackout because i really love coffee i've always loved coffee and after traveling so much to europe south america and trying so many different coffees that were so good and uh, every time i came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Extendivite really works. Just listen to what some people have to say. Several years ago, I was developing a very uh, severe situation. I called it my flippy heart. It just was doing not good things. And I did not want to go to a medical doctor because uh, I just knew they would give me a cover-up pill. I didn't want to get onto that sort of thing at all. When I learned it was garlic and cayenne, and cayenne is a healer. It is a wonderful herb. I said, I think I'm on to something here. 
I'll tell you, I wouldn't be without it. It did wonderful things for me. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Call now. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pasture-raised meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pasture-raised meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the -the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low-quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free-range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended.
30 minutes of the Sane Asylum on November 5th. Remember, remember, the 5th of November. And both uh, the bottom of the hour music was from the brilliant uh, white nationalist uh, Judenhaas. I really admire his work. And uh, check him out. He's got an Odyssey page. He's on BitChute. J-U-D-N-H-A-S-S, Judenhaas, a true talent. And uh, for championing the white tribe. All right. So believe it or not, it's been two years since the... The driving force of RBN, the house that John Statmiller built, John passed. And RBN's begun tonight through January 8th, a weekly donation drive. They're, they're going to be doing uh, what they're calling Book of the Week. And so uh, if you can afford to donate $100 or more, you'll be in a, in a drawing. And if you uh, would so like, you can get an actual book from the non-trivial library of John Statmiller. So uh, if you can afford to, please support RBN. And as I said last hour, it is certainly uh, a non-trivial expense to run an independent, truth-telling uh, internet radio station 24-7, 365 days a year. So, And if you can't afford the 100 maybe go to the RBN store or maybe send them 20 bucks. But RBN needs your help. So please go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on the store or click on the book drive or click on the donation area to uh, support this fine network. All right. And Zach, you've got something coming up. We mentioned last hour. Let's, let's promo it again. What's going on in six days with you, Zach. Uh, thank you again for the, uh, the platform here to, uh, to speak on this. Um, so we'll be hosting a, a white nationalist roundtable on the 11th. Uh, obviously G man will be joining me as a guest. Uh, I think we have a collective of about eight people right now that wow. are uh, going to be on. So we're going to, we're going to close it up at eight. I think that's a, a very comfortable number. Um, and we'll be discussing, uh, very important topics in, uh, our circles. And, uh, some of the main things we'll really be going over is, uh, how we can organize further than we already are. Um, maybe how we can reduce infighting amongst our, our guys right. and um, how we can further our narrative uh, in, a, in a positive light and, and reach uh, that mass of people that can sense that something is wrong in society but uh, do not understand the source of it. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be uh, really discussing all those things and hopefully having a, a productive conversation that garners serious results. And that's going to be running at your Odyssey channel, Logos Revealed, correct? That'll be live? Yes, that will be uh, live on both Odyssey and Goyam TV, and the uh, rebroadcast will be uploaded as well. Oh, fantastic. Well, I'm honored that you asked me, and I look forward to it, especially somehow uh, dialing back the infighting. I mean, there's one enemy, it's all our enemy, and that's where we should be putting our our energy and attention and uh, efforts. All right, so uh, let's, let's, uh, the phone lines are still open. Let's move on to John in Delaware. Is this the one and only John, Johnny Sunshine? Yes. Hey, Giuseppe. How you doing? Hey. Hey, Paisan. Giza Dish. Yeah, it's great hey, to hear your voice. Hey, Logos Vac. How you doing? Great. How are you? And, uh, Paul, and Paul from Nevada. You should be Paul from California. Um, I got Paul, when you were in California, were you a surfer? Uh, actually, no, I really never got into surfing. Okay. I just, just curious. I wanted to ask, um, does that be, I wanted to thank you for acknowledging that. Yes. Two years ago today, you lost the late, great John Statmiller. Uh, John was very instrumental in waking me up 
open in my eyes. Uh, I only spoke to the man twice, once on air and once off air. And, you know, I wished I spoke to him more. Um, that's probably one reason why I am calling in. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, that's... See, you said the 5th of November, remember, remember. I was like, oh, my God, it's been two years. <clears throat> uh, and you did a... You did a tribute to him last year, didn't you? Like a six-hour tribute for the one year? Yeah, um, yeah, well, I was part I of that. That was, uh, hmm? yep, yeah. Yeah, that, that was magnificent. Thank you. Um, yeah, he was an amazing like guy, really driven. Yeah. Really driven. He had it. What a, oh, my God. I didn't listen to him live all the time. I archived him. Me and a guy from work used to listen to him. He couldn't believe well, he was hearing because he wasn't prone to hearing anything like that. And he would always say to me, I can't believe this guy's still alive. The stuff he's saying, I, I can't believe it. Of course, you know, he was quote-unquote normie, but, you know, it's just a little process of, you know, waking people up and them red pill. So, um, you know, <laughs> he used to say, he would get, go home and tell his wife when we would always talk about the, the Jew problem in this country, and uh, he would come home and say, come back to work next day. And he would say, "My wife would say, you better stop talking about them Jews like that.'" <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, Too funny. But uh, let's give a shout out to Logos Zach. I caught your Bitchu channel, your interview with Monica Schaefer. That was magnificent. And I'd like to give you a thank you also for the interview you did with HT a few months back. Uh, that was an excellent interview. Uh, really gave you a good perspective on HD. Uh, I appreciated that one. Well, and, thank uh, you very much. Oh, keep up the good work, man. You're really doing a hell of a job. And, and that, that clip you played, Giuseppe, with that gentleman uh, addressing Parliament, the Jewish gentleman. Yeah, the um, Jewish, uh, Jewish, knew. British Lord. Yeah. Turn your fucking lights off, man. Yeah, when he said uh, he knew gold in my air, it reminded me, oh, there used to be back in the day, there used to be a... Uh, Turn your fucking lights off. Called hey, Chuck Paul, Long. we can hear you. Oh, sorry about that. It was called go ahead, Chuck go Long. ahead, uh, John. And, uh, what, what reminds you back in the day? Uh, there used to be a, uh, a website called Chuck Mosby, Truth Bombers, which they have have taken down it's not up anymore but it had so oh my god it was full of so much so that was a great website but, yeah it just disappeared one day i used to look at that almost every day because there was so much information there and then boom gone yeah i missed that so website do you, do you remember he had he had a side-by-side -side picture of lyndon baines johnson next to golden my air and they look identical. <laughs> like, yeah, I do. Like yeah, a couple of, uh, couple of uh, uh, beagles, right? Human beagles, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it might have been one and the same. But, uh, yeah, yeah that you never know, website. man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to Catherine. I think she brings a lot when she comes on and calls in. I listen to her, listening to her, you know, for the past year or so since Speak Free Radio started, so she's a she's a good caller. And uh Yeah, she's regular, I'd right. Like to, mm -hmm. I'd like to touch in on that uh 
and Gorian Canal, I think it makes perfect sense. I mean, there's something in the work called the Belt and Road Initiative, and, uh, you know, they're saying Israel is supposed to be the main hub, so, of that. Um, so to have the Ben Gurion Canal uh, be affiliated with the Belt and Road Initiative, uh, it's, a, it's a possibility. I mean, it's, it'll be a long time coming, but it's a strong possibility that it is for real. Yeah, they're never just doing something as basic as uh, getting rid of uh, uh, the Palestinians. They, they, they're, they're always, they, they play chess, not checkers, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, there's a, there's an old meme from uh, Henry Ford saying that, you know, the Jew will come at you with four or five, six things at once, where the average person can only deal with one thing at a time. So, <clears throat> exactly. Well, we're playing checkers, they're playing chess. They've yep, always yep. got something in the works. No, yep, Randy. That's for sure. But with that, I'm going to let somebody else get on the line. Just want to give you all you got. All doing a great job. Keep it up. Really appreciate. It. Well, really appreciate your call, John. And I know you send me daily uh, emails with excellent links. So I want to thank you publicly for that. And, and keep it up, man. I, I a couple of your links I used uh, in today's show. So thank you so much. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and uh, I'm working on some more right now. So you'll probably get some tomorrow. All right, on. Fantastic. Well, have a great week, John. Take care. God bless. All right, let's move on to um, Paul in New Jersey. Paul, welcome. What's on your mind? Hello, gentlemen. Hey, uh, have you heard many of these pundits and people out there talking about taking the Palestinians as uh, immigrants? You know, that's getting banned. Yeah, they're talking about sending them to Ireland or, or you know, any of a half dozen locations, which is absolutely ridiculous because their home is Palestine. So, uh, uh, it, yes, I... I yeah, and, and it's such verbal jujitsu and almost like a also a morality uh, jujitsu because instead of saying, hey, wait a minute, <laughs> if we take these migrants from Palestine, we're aiding and abetting an ethnic cleansing, <laughs> right? And they make it like, oh, not taking the Palestinians is hateful, right? <laughs> right. But meanwhile, the Jews' ethnic cleansing, that's just fine. Kicking out the indigenous people, <laughs> right? And throw them out of their land. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. And I've heard some people on the right offer that. I've heard people on the left offering it. Because, you know, if you do think about it, it's only like two million people. But the irony of it is, let's say, the in, in all honesty, over... Uh, black from Africa, I'd rather have Palestinians when it comes to the hierarchy of races. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're gonna have two, we're gonna have two million right. people yeah. come here. You know, and we take millions from everywhere. Looks of it. No, no, Because let's be honest, though. I gotta be honest. Um, when the Palestinians, like what's going on in Europe now, even though I don't like the Muslims in London and and in France and bringing them in, you know, and it was, they were all brought in because partly out of their own economic opportunism, getting out of their crappy countries, but also some of them are refugees because the Jews running our foreign policy wrecked Libya, Iraq, and Syria. That's exactly right. Their yeah. mm -hmm. destroyed their homes. We let ISIS run around destroying their homes. So now we're supposed to what? We take them? <laughs> we're supposed to take everybody, right? And Europe's taking them. But now, you got to admit, fellas, the karma 
that the Muslims in Europe are now going after the Jews, you know, and threatening Jews, supposedly. You know how you can't tell. They could be lying. Right? The Jews, you know, yeah. you know how if they stub their toes, they cry Holocaust, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, yeah. with them. Right. So, so the point is, it's like, I got to admit, I'm, I'm having a perverted karmic enjoyment of, you know, the English... Hopefully, sitting back and letting the Muslim uh, minority just work over the Jews in London, and so I, I keep right, telling Gentiles, it's just laid back. I mean, I don't want any more Muslims coming into Europe at all. But since just don't get in the way when the Jews are fighting the Muslims, that's my point. Right? You know what I mean? Uh, but unfortunately, and, and, see what this reminds me. Yeah, through, ahead, just quickly, yeah, so what this reminds me of, it's unfortunate, is just the, the people on the ground. In other words, the average everyday folks are going to bear the brunt of this. These Muslims are not going to go after Jewish power, okay? They're not going to go after these Jewish CEOs, these media moguls, the, the, the Jews in banking. They're going to go after regular everyday Jews. And not that I, you know, I'm going to lose any sleep over this, but this is a tragedy of common folk fighting each other when in reality, I know Giuseppe does know, and I probably, Isaac, I assume he knows what really we need to do and who it is we need to go after. And this is unfortunate that this is occurring to common everyday people and they're going to be going after the wrong so-called, the wrong, you know, Jews, uh, you know, but I completely agree about, we don't need any Muslims here. We don't need any more Jews here. You know, we have to deal with that issue for uh, sure. Um, anyway, thanks for hearing that. Great point, Paul. Thank you, Paul from New Jersey. I got your point. We got have to move on. There's other callers. Uh, Zach, did you want to chime in with anything real quick before we take the next call? Nope, not at all. I'll let you get some more callers in here. Okay, next we'll move on to Mike in Kentucky. Mike, welcome. What's on your mind? Oh, new listeners, hopefully a lot of time or people forget about some of the basics like uh, Allied um, Diplomacy. What was it? Allied Wartime Diplomacy by Rosnick. It popped up in a Facebook memory where I had shared it back in, I think, June from six or seven years ago. It was up on RBN. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know if Mike or somebody there was able to go back and find, because the link that I shared, the uh, photo uh, was deleted. And so I happened to have a high-resolution copy of it, a screenshot of that book. You can buy it. Back in the summer, it was like $11. Now, it's $40, $50, $60 a copy. Wow. And, quite, yeah, uh, it, it paperback. I think I found one copy the other day for like 30 And uh, so the prices went up because people are passing that around. But the importance of it, of course, if you remember, I don't know if I called your show, but I've called others with it. And if you dig down into the – and maybe somebody, administrator of the – Republic Broadcasting page will bump that back to the top. The clergy were asked to go along with this uh, atrocity propaganda uh, to, in order to save the British from uh, the collaboration that they had with the atrocities of the Russians. Tens of millions of people were killed. I mean, I don't know. The estimates uh, run something like 40 to 60 million at that point. And, of course, it continued way up to the, even the 70s. I know somebody that escaped Soviet bloc in the late 60s with, with a baby going on their hip through the mountains, just like uh, it's propagandized in The Sound of Music. But this was still going right, on in the late right. 60s. 
So they were taking people's farms, you know, and stuff like that, and that happened to their family. And so to link that to what we've got going on today, I think we need to routinely go off the grid when it's not really important for us to be in 24-7 contact with all of our friends. What this will do is to tie up human intelligence and resources trying to follow us around see what we're up to. Because uh, they are, at this point, anybody that listens to this show, unless they're really tech-savvy and they're off in their cabin with a free-to-air satellite, they're on the grid. They're, 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 their X-key score file, their IC reach file, all of that reflects uh, their, you know, sentiments. Right. And I think part of, part of the issues is that they have, they have collected up uh, as fly traps uh, and realized, oh, my gosh, we've got a lot more back. We thought our propaganda was working better, you know. And so uh, they're, I think, uh, looking for uh, strategies to try to uh, rein some of this in, the backlash against Israel. Uh, and the, I uh, think that's a great point, Mike. And uh, I want to thank you for the call. We've got some other right. callers sure. coming in. Uh, but I'd like to get the key point that you're making, which is really good, is that um, if, you know, don't make it easy for them with your new Android or iPhone that's utterly trackable. Go old school analog and, and, and force them to use real resources if they've got to track your car, especially if it's an older car. But first, Paul and then Zach, I think that's a valid point because we're making it too easy with smart homes and smart cars. And why the hell do you need a smart refrigerator with a TV in it anyway? So, uh, Paul, your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. That's a whole separate topic. That's a show in a, of itself. So, yes, if we get more callers on, that's a good thing. So that's fine. Uh, Zach, any thoughts? Yep, I, I agree. Uh, we'll we'll push some more callers in. Okay, let's move on to Frog in Louisiana. Frog, uh, what's on your mind? Hi. Hey, uh, I have a question specifically about Harry Vox, but uh, uh, more generally about how people are relating to each other, uh, relating to each other these days. Uh so I recently watched uh, my first Harry Vox stream, and mm-hmm. uh, given his attacks on HD, Dave, etc., I, I was actually impressed with everything the guy had to say. It, he kind of blew my mind in a lot of ways. He was mm-hmm. very introspective uh, of, of our race and, and where we relate in the world. Uh, his observations were based on on very sane, grounded history. But uh, given all of that, he he his attacks on you guys make absolute no sense, absolutely zero sense. Uh, I don't see this guy as a fed, but. Just as another terrible brand of infighting, uh, I could be wrong, but, uh, I mean, it breaks my heart nonetheless. Uh, Do you see this interaction as reconcilable in the future? Oh, that's a great uh, call, Frog, and stay on the line. We'll go out. We'll each answer it. You know, to me, it's a tale of two boxes. Yeah, I want to hear all of your interactions, if possible. I was... uh, I was a big fan of Harry Vox dating back over a decade. I came across him 
you know, around 2010 and followed him. And to me, there's a tale of two boxes. I mean, the guy's a high level intellect, really, really a, a genius level guy. And he puts things together. And then, then he like snapped and something about John Minadio and his flamboyance just took him down to a guttural street level uh, ad hominem spewing in. You, you'd think it, it was some goof who, who, uh, calls into some of these other uh, uh, shows and and just has not you know you know a 70 IQ type and and yeah. the, it, it makes no sense to me how that guy could go and and now he's back to being high level Harry I mean he put out like a dozen videos in the past few days and the, and and you know I checked out a few of them and he's good old Harry again really insightful so I don't know well, it, you know I, I don't know what to make of it but it's it's like you know, a tale of two boxes. So Paul, Paul, and then Zach, go ahead, Paul. Yeah. So I would just say, um, you and I have probably both experienced this. I know I certainly have. I've ha encountered a few, what I would call great minds, uh, you know, very powerful, um, you know, men in my life. And they've almost always been personality challenged and, or had anger or temper issues. Um, mm -hmm. maybe it just comes with the territory of what I would call intense intellect or genius, Often uh, there's, you know, some other glitches uh, in sure. the, the, the normal functioning of their mind. Having said all that, I would encourage the caller, take in more of Harry's work, his work on the housing crisis, on the banking, on the medical establishment, on all these topics is, is really excellent. So, but this is just a, a personal animosity that we saw between Harry and John. That's all I'm going to say about it. Yep. Zach, uh, your thoughts? Yeah, he was wonderful in all of those areas you just identified. Uh, Zach, go ahead. And uh, I, I concur, and especially when you say, you know, this was a, a personal thing. Uh, it, it very much does seem to be a, a personal endeavor. And because of that, I think we're getting more of an emotional Harry rather than a logical Harry. Yeah. If that makes any sense. And, and I think... Um, I think as your, your initial question as the caller, uh, is this something we can we can reconcile. Um, I think we certainly can, uh, you know, if we can maybe, uh, explain to, to people or, or express that, you know, we appreciate that you, you might have a, a viewpoint or a, a theory as to, um, you know, what HT may or may not be, uh, cause when we really look at it, I mean, it is coming from a place of, of care. He, he wants to make sure that we're not being infiltrated, that, that we aren't going to be harmed. Um, it's okay to have those thoughts, but we, we must be articulating them maturely because if we get emotional like this, it's going to, it's going to divide us much further. All right. What a great show. Got to bring these two guys back together regularly is a nice little mini round table. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Zach. Uh, coming up the King of Sunday night, the one and only Robert Ravel in incendiary radio. Hope all you listeners and viewers have a great week. God bless. Good night. listening to the republic